Should you stay in a relationship and keep trying even when you feel you've tried a lot with Kara? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm excited because this week, actually tomorrow, if you're listening to this episode, when it dropped on Wednesday, the 28th, which also happens to be Steph's birthday, we start our inner child course and I'm so excited. I love this work so much. I want to tell you a funny story. So I posted this on my stories. My sister sent me a clip of a comedian. His name is Zoltan Costas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name right. He goes by Zoltan Comedy on Instagram. And he had a bit about how his whole life he thought he was just polite, but he realized in therapy that he actually has a lot of anxiety, especially social anxiety. And he talked about the example of when he's getting off a plane, he's way funnier than me when he talks about it. He's like, hurry, hurry, we got to like get up right away. And he tells his wife, get your bag ready. We got to get up right away so we don't slow the line down because he's afraid someone's going to like punch him in the back of the head if if he doesn't get up when it's his turn. He holds the line down. And what he realized is that that actually wasn't being a kind and considerate person. It was anxiety that stemmed from when he was four and someone yelled at him when he really needed a hug. And I just cracked up because he's a comedian and it's funny and it's so true. Our childhood and an, uh, an inner child whose needs aren't met, who doesn't feel safe and seen and validated and loved and like they belong, it has lasting impacts on every area of our life. There's not an area of our life it doesn't impact from our sexuality to our finances, from our relationship with others to our relationship with ourselves, from how we feel in social situations to how we are at work, to whether we pursue our purpose or feel like we never know our purpose, to whether we feel like an imposter or we feel confident. I, your health, everything, everything. So if you didn't join us, it's not too late. We start tomorrow. Even if you're listening to this a few days after the 28th, just email support at christinehassler.com. We'll get you in. I also added the bonus of live group coaching calls for a year after the program closes. So it's a 10-week program, and then you get access to live group coaching calls only for people who have done the Reconnect course. So it's specifically to support you in your continued embodiment and beautiful relationship with your inner child for a whole entire year after the program. Monthly live 90-minute coaching calls just for people who've done the program. That's a huge bonus. And it's because I love this work so much. And I see the ripple effects of this work. Uh, Clients that I've had over the years, the ripple effects on their family, on their coworkers, on their employees, on their friends. It's massive. So it's not too late to join us. Again, email support at christinehauser.com if you want to come join us. And because you are my podcast listener, I will also give you $500 off when you enter promo code CHILD at checkout. You get $500 off. Okay. So this episode is another beautiful example of when we get our head 
so into a decision that we actually can't hear our truth. And you'll see in the beginning of the episode, I really was kind of going along with what Kara believed. But as we dove in and as we talked more and as she dropped in, we got a different answer. And I'll break that down more at the end of the show. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, are you trying to make a decision about something? And you can do pro-con lists and talk yourself in or out of it at any given moment. Even at the same time, you can talk yourself in or out of it. Do you often feel like you're over-masculine or over-feminine and you want to be in a more balanced essence? When there's tension or conflict in a relationship, do you use I language or do you start blaming and projecting all over your partner, expecting them to change? And are you changing and reacting and responding that actually brings out change and transformation in your partner? Or is your behavior just reinforcing the behavior that you want to change and don't like? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Kara. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for today, Organifi. I'm such a fan of Organifi. They're a line of organic superfoods that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. I want to talk to you a little bit about their green juice, which out of all the green powders out there on the market, and I've tried a lot, lucky to have this platform and I get a lot of great companies sending me stuff to try. And I have to say Organifi's green juice is my favorite. So let me tell you a little bit about it. It actually helps reduce stress and resets your morning. It has a clinical dose of ashwagandha and supports healthy cortisol levels that add in weight management. So as you know, when you get stressed, you tend to gain weight because your cortisol goes up. It has 11 superfoods for resetting the body and feeling amazing. It takes just 30 seconds, so easy to prep, just pour it in a bottle of water. As I said earlier, clinically proven ashwagandha, which is an amazing adaptogen for your nervous system, 600 milligrams of that is 100% USDA certified organic, helps reduce food cravings and tastes delicious in plain water. No need for a blender. I mean, before I had Athena, I made this elaborate smoothie. I did celery juice for years. Now it's like, I'm lucky if I drink water. She's very wants mama all the time in the morning. (laughs) And so that's what I do for myself. I do my electrolytes first and then I do my green juice and I feel like, all right, I can't sit down and make a smoothie, but I can do that. Some of the amazing ingredients, I mentioned ashwagandha, moringa, chlorella. It also contains spirulina, beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. So yummy. So go get your green juice or any other Organifi products for 20% off. That's 20% off all your products, not just your first order, any order when you go to Organifi.com slash over it. Be sure to use promo code over it at checkout. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it. Use promo code over it at checkout. All right. And now on to my coaching call with Kara. Kara, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Nice to meet you virtually here. So I'm in a relationship right now. It's it's probably about a year and a half in, and we're just at this precipice of like, I can tell he really wants to be with me and make things work, but we've tried to work things out. I've broken it off multiple times and like given chance after chance after chance. And I'm just kind of like, at what point do I feel like, okay, you know, do I stay or do I go? Like we've done a lot of shadow work together. We've had a lot of breakthroughs, but it's mostly been on his side where I'm forgiving and giving another chance and like letting him try to like step up. But I'm just kind of feeling like right now, because of everything that's happened, 
has affected my attraction towards him where, you know, we've got decent compatibility, but no chemistry anymore. Like we never really did, Mm -hmm. but I just appreciated who he was. And like, I just feel like at what point do I say, you know what, you're great. I'm great. You know, we've had a good run, but I just feel like there's something not aligned and I can't quite put a finger on it. And maybe I won't until I just call it and then I move on and spend some time alone or, you know, because I have this hope in me that like this, this ideal partner, what they look like, what it feels like, you know, have I felt moments of that with other people? You know, yes, but I'm going to stop there to let you kind of comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think you'd be asking this question the way you're asking it if you didn't know the answer. I had a feeling you would say that. (laughs) Like, I think the problem is, is like, I want to be able to trust my intuition, but the, we've had moments where like, I thought it was over. I'd never go back into this because we're, we're at this moment of splitting up. It forces mostly him to be vulnerable and like confess and own it. Whereas like there was this friction and tension where I'm just like, all right, this is done. I'm not accepting this anymore. But then he's so sincere in his apology and he's not like a narcissist or manipulative person, but like, I just feel like, you know what, we've come this far, we've invested so much. I really don't want to have to go through this with somebody else. And, you know, there's no perfect relationship and, you know, he, maybe he's just right there and I just need to wait a little longer. And I just don't know if I'm deluding myself because it almost is easier for me to like, at least kind of say, okay, we've got the compatibility, but I feel like, you know, without the chemistry, we're just great friends. We're great roommates. Like we go do fun things together. You know, like we can tolerate each other. We live together. You know, we, we sort of work together. We're in the same line of work, but we work from home. So around each other a lot. So there's really no space or missing each other. You know, we've thought, well, maybe that's it. Or, you know, I just don't feel like he's got this romantic side. And like I've, I felt like, you know, I have to not force myself to be attracted to him. I think he's an attractive person, but I, I think that should, should feel natural if I like, especially where that turns me on. But I'm like, you know, where the chemistry has faded. I'm like, well, as a man, you should know how to like set the stage or flirt or, you know, swoon Mm -hmm. me or like on Valentine's day, like he didn't do anything thoughtful, anything at all, really. And I was like, well, I don't really need anything, but it would have been nice, you know, like, yeah, see what everybody else is doing. And that's the other problem is I look at like what other people have in relationships. And I'm like, well, is that just an illusion? Cause all the people post on social media stuff. And I, I really don't, you know, post on social media a lot, but it can be, you know, an illusion, but I'm like, well, I just, and then sometimes we haven't really felt like what safe love is, but it's like, there's where their shadow works. So I'm like, this is the first relationship where I was like, you know, I was ready for the shadow work. I've done so much work and I'm ready. And it was the universe was like, all right, we're going to throw a ton of shadow work at you. Yeah. The problem that I think here, Christine is I'm so far ahead of him in like every area, career, fitness, spiritually mentally and like what attracted me to him in the beginning is he just was so persecara i'm gonna stop you because what i want to say to you it's not that what you're saying isn't valid or important that i don't care but what i want to just bring your awareness to is how much you're trying to justify your choice Mm -hmm. so what i'm curious about because the other thing i heard you say is i really want to be able to trust my intuition So the big pattern with intuition, especially if we've had to go into our head a lot in life in order to survive, is that intuition will be clear, but the head will go in and start justifying, defending, pro-con list, this, that, and just put us in this place of almost paralysis because we can see all the reasons to leave and we can see all the reasons to stay as well, right? Right. And that's kind of what I hear you saying. It's like, this isn't a fit, but no one's a fit. And 
you know, he's difficult, but then he's vulnerable, you know? So you just, you have yourself just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it probably is exhausting on some level. Is it not? I would say so. Yeah. Like it's like, I feel like whenever there's a breach of like, let's just say emotional safety, I kind of go into question mode and then I test him like the feminine testing and he hates that. And I was like, well, I'm looking for where I can relax and trust and then continue to invest. So let me ask you this. What is the pattern he engages in that makes you feel unsafe? So let's just say we have a breakthrough, we're doing good. And then we'll have like what I call a dumb argument or a conflict where he just kind of, it's always like you against me instead of he can't be calm and grounded during conflict. Like if we have a disagreement or if he's having like a tiff and then he kind of takes it out on me and he just, and then I was like, well, I don't appreciate that. So I basically kind of create distance physically and emotionally and be like, wait till you apologize. And then, you know, I'll come back unguarded. Like I just, I, it, I become totally unattracted to him in that moment. Like, how can you treat me like that as somebody that claims to love me? And it's not even horrible, but it's just like, after all we've been through, I'm just like, okay, this hasn't, this hasn't improved. And I don't give me like an example. Like we were going to have a good night and he had something, you know, like a work issue on his mind. So I could tell like he wasn't in like a good vibe and, you know, and then he just, just was kind of dishing it at me. And I was like, you know, I understand, you know, work's going tough or whatever, but Did like, she I don't, you, does she know you how, what was he doing? His attitude. Like you could tell he was like it, that, that frustration from work. He wasn't like in a nice, receptive, calm, grounded mood. So it ruined the night. And then because I, you know, was, I said, you know, I really don't like how you're talking to me. I understand you got work, work issues, but you know, I don't deserve to be treated like that. You know, and I always come in saying, you know, how can I help? But that's kind of like a weird example, but like, it's, it's more that like he, he I feel like I'm attacked whenever he has a conflict. Like he can't just be just like respectful of me and have a calm conversation. And I always have to shut it down saying, I'm not talking to you until you've calmed down because you're not going to hear anything I say anyway. And I just, it, it just makes me like lose attraction to him because he can't hold his composure and be respectful. And it's like, he's, he's attacking me, like me against you. And I'm trying to, and he becomes very defensive. And then it's like, I'm not talking to him anymore. I'm talking to his subconscious okay. wounding. And then when I tell him, listen, I understand you apologize, but you re- reacted out of wounding. And then he says, I'm diagnosing him. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like, it, it just goes as this tit for tat kind of thing. But then he does after a while say, you know what? I've embarrassed myself. I have a lot to work on. I'm sorry. You know, I love you. And I want to, I want to fix this. And like, you know, after mm-hmm. he apologizes, owns it, I'm able to be like, okay, now we can move forward. You know, right. most of them are good at that, but it's sometimes I have to be like, you know, you need to own what you did so that I can forgive you and not hold this space between us. Cause I don't feel mm-hmm. emotionally safe around you. And then intimacy is definitely not going to happen in that scenario. And then there needs to be this redemption or else he hasn't like made up for it. So I don't right. want to say grudge, but I just feel like I don't feel connected. And I don't think he's as connected as he thinks he is to himself. And he's on this journey of yeah. growth and rediscovery and getting his career. Right. And I'm like, I feel like I wrote so many notes down before this, like, trying to figure out what should I say? Cause I'll say a yeah. lot. Yeah, No, it's okay. It's okay. So there's several things I'm hearing while you're sharing. So what I'm feeling underneath everything you're sharing is the best way I would describe it is like a feeling of feeling like revved up, like just this kind of like, just not relaxed in your nervous system, you know, not feeling really grounded, being on edge is the best way I can describe it. And I don't know how much of that is him and the relationship and how much is that is your own wounding and your own childhood and your own pattern and programming, patterning and programming 
that has one drawn in this kind of relationship and two amplified it, right? Because somebody can act the way they're going to act and two people can react very differently to it depending on their own wounding. You know, there could be somebody in this dynamic with him that when he's in this kind of mood is like, well, I can see you're in a mood and just kind of laughs it off. It's like, come see me when you're, you know, not so testy and just like doesn't personalize it as much and doesn't have as high of a charge on it. But since you do have such a high charge and what I am hearing is he's not being abusive, he's not no. cheating on you. Are those things accurate? Yes. Okay. So there's some button he's pushing in you. And what I hear a lot of is you, 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 you statements. And you're doing this, so I'm not going to do this. Instead of, in my experience, this is what's happening inside of me. And this is how I'm going to handle this situation. So instead of holding a boundary saying, I don't like the way you're talking to me. It doesn't feel good. And so I'm going to leave the room. And when you want to speak to me in a loving way, I'm ready to listen. Mm -hmm. Versus you, 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 you need to change. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think there's a pattern and dynamic at play. And there always is. And just because there's a pattern and dynamic at play that we could learn from and grow from and all of that, it also doesn't mean we have to stay. Yeah. If it doesn't feel like a fit. Because, mm -hmm. and that's the part that only you know. Only you know how much you've come at this from a non-triggered state and made clear needs and requests and it ha hasn't been consistent, you know? And if you're really wanting someone with more emotional predictability and stability because maybe you didn't have that in your childhood and you don't want to recreate your childhood and you really want to create something different, then you could choose that. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to justify it other than this just doesn't feel aligned to me anymore. Yeah. So what's coming up for you after I say all that? I, I mean, I think I have intense energy, but I feel like when he doesn't step up, I obviously, I, my masculine comes out and I have to compensate. Yes. And like I said, because I'm ahead of- You choose of to, you don't have to. Okay. You choose to from a fear-based survival program. And I'm not sure if it's your masculine or if it's a wounded inner child who's had to put on that persona to take care of herself. I think what part of it boiled down is like, I have a lot of capacity because of the work that I've done. And when I look at, when he kind of reaches the limits of his capacity, then I'd be like, well, increase your capacity. Like that's what we do as humans. When we're, when we're, when we're tested, we increase capacity, but he just kind of shuts down. And then I feel like it emasculates him, but mm -hmm. it's like, I just kind of frown upon that because I'm, I'm not pedestaling myself, but I'm a little bit further ahead where like, I can handle this. If there's something you got to do, it's like, okay, let's go do it. You know, go at it courageously. And I'm like, I need a man with, with more like healthy masculine energy. That's like above me or ahead of me where I can surrender into my feminine. And I feel like, Hey, you got this. I don't need to micromanage you. I don't need to test you. You've mm -hmm. proven yourself that you're worthy. Well, of my I hear you. But it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. It's like, you're basically telling him, you need to be masculine for me to be in my feminine. But you're also saying to me, I'll be more in my feminine when someone's masculine. So it's like, which comes first? 
And when he does, if you are farther ahead of him in terms of your growth, then truly the more evolved perspective would be to really lean into your feminine and and be the muse. Something I talk so much about in relationships and in and in be the queen and anytime I'm talking about relationship, you know, um, and it was a big part of Steph and I's journey when we first met. We were in very different places in terms of our careers. And because I work so much on my own masculine appearing tendencies that were really my own insecurities that I had to compensate for by being a high achiever and a doer and figuring everything out. And I really like took off my coach hat and really just loved him through his struggles. He eventually got there. So I just want to point out to you, you're asking a man to be more masculine when you're not being in your feminine in that moment. And again, I hear you. If your intuition is saying there's somebody better suited for me, then you honor that. And I'm also saying for this relationship or for the next relationship, I would encourage you to look at the conditions you put on men in order for you to be in your feminine versus really being in that feminine, authentic, non-time travel triggered energy without any of the protective mass and then seeing what happens. But I think your comfort zone is more that control, more that this is what you need to do, so just go do it type of thing versus the, the really surrendering piece can feel a little scary or a lot scary mm-hmm. because there doesn't seem to be as much control. But from what I have learned about really dropping into that feminine energy where there's less control per se, and there's a lot more compassion and adaptability and love, it doesn't mean we drop boundaries. Like the feminine energy can still say, it's not feeling good to have you talk to me the way you're currently talking to me. And I'm going to go in the other room or I'm going to go for a drive or I'm going to leave. The feminine still holds boundaries. But she also like really creates that space of love and compassion of like, I really believe that you're going to be able to get yourself out of this and I'll be in the other room waiting when you do. Mm -hmm. It's a much different energetic than you need to figure your shit out and man up. One's more emasculating and the other one is calling a man forward. Emasculating is pushing him down in an effort (laughs) and a hope to call him forward but the other is truly calling him forward. And if he takes the call, that's up to him. But again, and like in the beginning of the call, you know, your mind sounds very made up. And I'm wondering if that's part of the, I wouldn't say all or nothing, but kind of that like, this is the way it needs to be, or it doesn't work for me type thinking. Mm-hmm. So again, what's coming up for you as I say all this? I mean, I I think part of that is true, but I feel like because of what we've been through, which like I said, there's a whole history that we're kind of sure. fast forward to where we are now is like, there's been a lot of like scars that have been left due to issues that we've had in the relationship. But I always feel like while we all have issues, they're all on, on his side. Like I'm constantly doing my work and studying and, and I've done, you know, we've both done sort of embodiment work, him for the masculine, me for the feminine, but 
I just feel like there's there's obviously a pattern and a dynamic here. And I'm like, well, it, it may just not work because of where I am, where he is. And even though he he sounds sincere and wants to make this relationship work at some point, it you can't force it. Like if there's no chemistry, like that's the kind of the part here is you need compatibility and chemistry. Otherwise, if you just have chemistry, it fizzles out. But if you have compatibility with no chemistry, you're just great friends and roommates. And that's why I feel like is I'm like, I kind of want to rely on him to, to pick up the romantic side and flirt and bring out, create that environment for me to, to surrender and build that emotional trust. But I feel like every little infraction kind of dings away at it. And then, like I said, it puts me in like question mode where like, yeah, okay, you know, when I kind of feel like I can relax, things are good. I get comfortable. And then, and then some little conflict happens and then he just kind of, you know, spouts and sputters. And I'm like, you know, do I really want to keep investing or is this my forever person? Like, I just kind of go into that. Yeah, that I hear mo- you. Yeah. I hear you. So again, like I really, really honor and trust your intuition, Karen. You don't have to come up with all the reasons. Like if you're clear, you're done, you're done. And I think what we've talked about in terms of really looking at the way you view polarity and masculine feminine dynamics and the coping strategy that you get into when you don't feel emotionally safe is valuable for you for any other relationship and really looking at some of your perceptions of what masculine and feminine energy is and like what it really looks like to call the masculine forward. Okay. And again, like if this relationship feels complete to you and you kind of feel like you're banging your head up against the wall, listen to that. Listen to that. But, and if after this call, you're like, hmm, how have I shown up that's created this pattern? And have I really shifted that? And if the answer is no, like, well, maybe I want to come at it a different way and see what happens. Because if he's a masculine core essence and you're, you know, in your masculine a lot of the time, of course, there's not going to be polarity and intimacy. You know, that chemistry only happens when both people are in a healthy polarity of it. And I feel like if I look at other relationships, like I've naturally been that affectionate, very, you know, fun, bubbly, feminine, or even like vixen type woman. Whereas like with him, it's like, it's almost like my body saying friend zone friend zone. Like, okay. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah, there's a part of me that's, that's totally fine because there's so much good and compatibility where like, we're, we're great friends without all the relationship drama. And a part of me is like, why don't I, why can't I just be grateful for what we have? And like, it was almost like, I think you did a podcast with Jessica where she said she felt like her relationship was a personal development course. And she would yeah. kind of like fantasize about other people, but like she was in a marriage for like 10 years. And so like, I felt like I resonated a lot with that one where I'm like, yeah, I feel that way. And I feel like this relationship is just heavily focused on so much growth. Whereas like, there's not enough enjoyment because we're like, he always has to do some sort of work because he screws up, you know, right. and, and there's shame involved. And like I said, we've, we've come a long way because I told him, I said, when we got in this relationship, I said, this is going to be, it's because of the trauma that came up immediately when we met, there was no honeymoon phase, which I also thought was kind of interesting told him I said the door is right there because he basically was giving me signals and even verbally said I want to run away and in the past he said in relationships he has run away and I said well if you yeah. want to run away the door Kara, is there. Kara, I'm just gonna stop you because you're doing the same thing again what are you doing 
justifying? Justifying and going on and on and trying to convince me. <laughs> I don't know who you're trying to convince. And again, I'm here for it. I'll listen to it, but I don't think it serves you to keep rehashing. And this is, you know, feminine energy is about so much more than being affectionate and so much more than being the vixen. That's like kind of surface level feminine. Deeper than that is really like leaning into that queen, that inner queen inside of us in terms of like, is this self-honoring? Is this what I truly desire? And trusting our discernment because that's one of the superpowers of the feminine is discernment and being able to go, mm, yes or mm, no mm-hmm. without a lot of story. And so I think what would be most helpful for you is really like leaning into the wisdom of your body, the discernment that you have as one of your feminine superpowers and making the choice from that place. Okay. Because you can go on and on with story and reasons forever, but I think that's the deeply healing opportunity for you is to just stop back and forth and then this and that. Cause like what you're doing with me, it sounds like you do in the relationship as well. It's like a lot of talking, a lot of, just a lot of like verbal processing it out and talking and this and that, and only this and And it's, it's totally fine. There's zero judgment from me, but where I see that coming from is just a real like fear about stepping into your own sovereignty and what feels true for you and just being like, this isn't it. And I honor that. And I've loved what we've learned and healed and this isn't it. Period. Mm -hmm. So that, from my perspective, one of the opportunities and things that's calling you forward is like, what does truly being in your feminine and your sovereignty and your discernment, what does that look like for you in relationship and outside of a relationship? And how do you make decisions from that place? So right now, if you were just to drop into your belly, get out of your head, drop into your belly, drop into your womb and ask yourself, is this relationship complete? Am I done? Have I gone as far as I can go? Is it time to go? What answer comes from there? I mean, it's leaning towards no. Okay. Then listen to that. And instead of waiting for him to change, look at the ways you can change in terms of how you show up. Okay. Yeah. And I acknowledge you for allowing me to interrupt you (laughs) and listening and taking in everything that I'm saying. Not that what I'm saying is the gospel, but it's coming from a place of really like one woman to another wanting to get you out of protective behaviors and drop you into your own discernment and your own heart and making choices from there. Okay. So thank you, Kara, for slowing down in that and allowing
allowing me to really help you drop in and, and ask the questions from there. You know, when someone comes in to a coaching session and they sound so sure about something, I basically support that, that, okay, great. You sound really sure. You, you knew before you called me and then we see what comes up. So if relief comes up and they're like, oh yeah, you're right. I just needed someone to confirm it. It's like, okay, great. We're clear. However, like in Kara's case, if we keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and there's maybe a second of relief and then boom, the mind comes in and she's like, I don't know, I don't know. And more story, more story, more story. There wasn't clarity or there's fear from actually dropping into clarity. And as I started to speak more about what feminine essence looks like, where she may be in a protective pattern in her relationship, which isn't bringing out the best in her partner, it seemed like some wheels started to turn in a different direction. And she got out of the story of, he lets me down, he's this, he's that. And she started to look at, okay, like what role am I playing in this? And then when we dropped in and really asked if she was done, she got a no. And so the next step from my perspective is for her to really look at the way she shows up in a relationship. And that's one of my biggest relationship tips. Well, not only if you're thinking about leaving, but especially if you're thinking about leaving or ending the relationship is have you really shifted? Have you shown up the best way possible? Because there's a difference between talking about what's wrong with the relationship, talking about everything that's quote unquote wrong with your partner, things you want them to change and actually being the change that could encourage their transformation. When you're that change, if your partner still doesn't meet you, then it's much clearer to walk away. So keep that in mind as you move forward in any decision. Really go into, okay, when I feel a yes or no, do I experience relief? If I don't experience relief, okay, what are the beliefs that are still running in my head that are keeping me from this? What's the story I'm telling myself? And if I don't have clarity, there must be a part of me that knows my side of the street isn't completely clean. So let's clean it up and then make the choice from there because more clarity will come from that place. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Hopefully I'll see many of you in our Reconnect First Call tomorrow. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.